Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. This podcast is brought to you in part by Substack. You can go to substack.tristanmiller.com for early access to episodes as well as film reviews from me, Tristan Miller. Now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. I'm Tristan Miller, and joining t- me today is the very funny comedian and writer, Mike Drucker. How are you doing, Mike? Hello, I'm okay. Uh, you know, I'm all, I'm all right. Yeah. Crazy in the world of comedy right now, I'm all right. Crazy in the world of comedy. Um, yeah. yeah. Ooh, do you know Gossip I Don't? No, just... Uh, it just feels like a lot of cartoons and shows are acting. <laughs> oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Just That's a crazy fair. time. Just yeah. a crazy time. I, I would say in general so much. It's always kind of a kind of a gamble when you say, hey, how are you these days? And it's like, yeah, because if you say I'm doing great, you're like, you feel guilty. Um, yeah. But so I like to start off with like kind of a little pseudo interview here. Um, and I always start with the same question, which is what is the first movie that you remember seeing in the cinema? It doesn't need to be the first one you actually saw, but the one you remember. I think the first movie I remember seeing in the cinema was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. That's like the first I I can remember. I think I must have been like four. Hmm. Um, But I I distinctly remember us getting home from it. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Did it make an impact, you think? I think so. I mean, I think... uh, you know, in general, my my sense of humor is very cartoony. Um, yeah, I think I think it de- it had an impact. It wasn't a movie I was obsessed with as a kid, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a movie that I think had some sort of impact on who I am. <laughs> sure, sure. Four years old—that's a bit young to see that film as well. My parents were. The good thing about my parents was they were never like, "You can't do comedy." Uh, the bad thing <laughs> is they were never like, "Like we shouldn't show you things that are have like." explicit <laughs> stuff in it uh sure there's so many like terminator 2 i saw in the theater when i was like seven. Oh like, no there's so many yeah so many movies that were inappropriate because my parents were like ah i don't care <laughs> that's fantastic i had the yeah. ex- if i may share i had the exact opposite uh experience with who framed roger rabbit and as much my my uncle was watching it on cable television and i was like mm, probably about like probably seven at the time and i wander yeah. in and it's that scene with jessica rabbit and i said oh, is my uncle watching pornography right now <laughs> i got so uncomfortable i was like Ugh. um because i was like i don't think this is appropriate for me so i wandered into the other room yeah but, um 
other than that, what other films do you remember from your child? What are big staples for you? Uh, like I said, Terminator 2, mm-hmm. uh, Total Recall, I think uh, both Little Mermaid and uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. I remember seeing those in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but like those I remember seeing like with my grandma and it was a whole thing. Um, it's a whole thing? It was a whole thing. Uh, I don't think, for some reason, my grandma didn't want to see it. So we had to like sell her on <laughs> Disney cartoons. All right. She, yeah. My grandma was always very competitive. There, uh, she, we really One time we really wanted to see Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and she like would just would not move on that. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Not I'm staying no. at the home. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Um, I have not seen Total Recall. Is it good? Oh, it's great. Uh, the new one's not good. They did a remake like <laughs> yeah. 10 years ago and it's terrible. Uh, it's actually a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, it's a little bit like, um, and it's the same director as Starship Troopers. And it's oh, like sure. where if you just watch it as like a surface level movie, it's like, you know, a good action movie. But like, as you go through it, you're like, oh, this is well crafted. And the story sort of loops in on itself in a really fun way. Oh. Um, which I didn't realize when I was a kid. And it was just like people tearing arms off and shooting each other. <laughs> sure. Uh, but it is a good movie. It's a legitimate, it's not even like a so bad it's good. It's like, it's a legit good movie. <sighs> I'll have to have a go. That's um, that's Arnie, right? And he goes to Mars, and his head blows up. Is that correct? Uh, you're sort of right. Okay, you're you're, <laughs> you're, you're like two thirds right. All right, I'll take it. I've never seen the film. I'll take being two thirds right. Yeah, does I? I'm bad at the American educational system. Would that mean I would pass the test, or would I fail? That means you would probably pass. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so I have some movie trivia questions Great. for you. Great. And the first one is, what is movie what is movie what is movie um a movie series of photographs that animate to tell story (laughs) good good i like it i like it um what filmmaker do you think should be the next director of the of a marvel movie oh that's a great question Mm -hmm. Um, who would you pick that's honestly tough because, like, the people that come to mind are either people that, like, already did it or mm. were going to do it then didn't. Sure. Um, that's tough. And I don't want to go something obvious like like Quentin Tarantino because I feel like that's everybody's back pocket answer. For sure, sh- sure, sure. Where it's like, I want to see him do sci-fi. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all want to hear the ghost of Robert Downey Jr. say the N-word. Obviously, we all... <laughs> But I feel like that's what you, in any conversation, it's like, he should do Star Wars. It's like, yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> sure. sure. Why not? A lot of people should do Star Wars. You know, I don't, ha- I, I crazily don't have an answer off the top of my head, because I can't think of someone, like, again, like, in my head, I'm like, Edgar Wright, like, yeah. he was going to do Ant-Man, and then didn't end up doing Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, you know, Sam Raimi, but he just did one, and he's doing Blade now. Um, mm-hmm. I actually don't know. That's a great question that I that I don't know. All right. Do you have any favorite directors? Um, I like Sam Raimi a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, big fan of I, Oz the Great and Powerful. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Not everything from everybody's great. <laughs> Not everything from everybody. Again, like Ed- Edgar Wright, I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, although, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, uh, Baby Driver is harder to watch now. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those movies that when I saw it, I was like, "This is so cool! This is such a great movie!" And then, like three months later. The whole Kevin Spacey thing. And I was like, he is such a central character in this film. He truly is. And he's also calling a young man baby the whole time. And it's very not good. Um, It's very not good. So yeah, Edgar Wright. um, 
I definitely have more than I'm not thinking of. Mm. I'm also someone who's very like a la carte with my movies. Oh, like that's I'm, good. you know, I'm very like, oh, I love this movie, and they're like, well, have you seen his original Swedish movie? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> but not because I don't like film, but because I think I'm a. At times, I'm like a an unfortunately incurious person. Like I'll hear a song I like on Spotify randomly and I'll be like, that song's amazing. And someone's like, well, have you heard the rest of that band's songs? And I'm like, no. So <laughs> it might be I a little ever... like that. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Um, when you go to the movies, what do you think the best snack is? Um, oh, that's a really good question. Um, personally, I kind of like um, walnuts and I'll, not walnuts, almonds, and I'll sneak them into the theater. That's very just good. Just because... One, one, they're filling. Yes. And two, it's not like you can't eat them as fast as popcorn. Like there's a point when your mouth is like, we need a second. Whereas popcorn, <laughs> you can just fucking go through. I, lo- yeah. I like popcorn, but for me, like almonds feel like both filling. Um, it's not like, again, I always feel bad if I order like a box of candy because mm-hmm. I just down it by the time trailers are over. So almonds feels like a hot, healthy option. So I'm going to go with almonds. I like that. I like that very much. Um, I remember I was watching a movie with Mike Kaplan one time and I, I'm not eating these snacks and he just slowly pulls something out of his bag and I'm like, what the hell? And he just goes, would you like an almond? <laughs> and so <laughs> you're not the only Mike that loves an almond in a movie theater is what I have to say. I love Mike Kaplan. He's so good. He's such a nice guy. Um, what was your first character crush? You saw, you know, you'd see a movie and you're like, that person is for me. Um, uh, the, the, uh, both Brad Pitt and Hollywood in the movie Cool World. <laughs> Easy answer, right off the top of my head. I know it immediately. A lot of things informed me for the rest of my life off that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Between that and Roger Rabbit, you really like, I love when animation and real world collide. Yeah, I love when animation and real world collide and everyone, it ha- I don't know what sex is yet, but I, I like what they're doing. <laughs> cool World's a terrible movie, oh, but yeah. as a kid, oh boy. Oh yeah, 100%. How do you feel about, like, you know, because Roger Rabbit, Cool World, and then now we have, like, Avatar, right? Which is, like, the next step of that, of, like, you have live action and a lot of CGI characters. Do you think it's, like, akin, or do you view them as separate? I view them as uh, akin technically, Mm -hmm. but separate storytelling-wise. Because, you know, both Roger Rabbit and Cool World are sort of emphasizing that you're in a different world because of the entirely different style from reality. Mm -hmm. You know, um... I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't, I haven't watched it yet, but the new Rescue Rangers seems to do that as well, where it's like, Mm -hmm. we're we're bringing in animated to show that this world is sort of fractured in a way. Um, Whereas with Avatar, it's much more like it enhances the world that we're supposed to believe in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like technically, I'm sure behind the scenes, there's a lot of overlap. But as far as storytelling, I see them as very separate. I I could agree with that. A better example might be, um, did you see Ready Player One when it came out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because they have all those sections of like, here's the Oasis, here is not. And it's, I was watching this, I was like, it does feel a bit like Roger Rabbit. Anyway, um, what is a film that you would like people to remember, but they never do? Like a... I I always make this as a joke online, but I really do mean this, is Mystery Men. It is such a good movie. It's a great movie that if it came out in the last five years would not have bombed. Even if it was the exact same movie with the exact same actors doing the exact same script, it would have been, I don't know if it was going to be a blockbuster hit, but it would have been a much bigger movie because all of the tropes it's making fun of are much bigger tropes now. (laughs) Sure. Like if you go back and watch it, you're like, a lot of this is still funny today because what you were making fun of still exists. Um, so definitely Mystery Men. It also has amazing actors in it. It has like Ben Stiller. It has William H. Macy. It's so good. 
Tom Waits is in it. It's a great movie. <laughs> I shovel and I shovel well. Shovel it's well. so yeah. good. Uh, top tier comedy. Um, what's a book that should never be turned into a movie in your opinion? Oh, that is a really great question. Um, and you can't say the Bible. <laughs> the, you know, the Bible, man, because it's just so truthful as it is that it just doesn't translate <laughs> yeah, to yeah, the yeah. screen, my man. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think um, books like sort of Master and Margarita, uh, books that are very heavily reliant on a narrator mm. to be a character, like something I like about a book like Ma Master Margarita is the narrator, it's a third person narrator. He switches between third and first, but he's only first when he's like being like, I'm sorry that I have to tell you this part of the story or this part of the story is particularly rough. And he's not a character. It's almost like somebody you don't know who's telling you the story is telling the story, but is also like commiserating with you in the moment of the story. Mm. And to me, that's sort of a literary trick, trick that movies can do. Um, it's just a lot harder to make like a narrator nobody sees talk throughout a movie without it either becoming annoying or insane. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in a book, you're kind of like, I get it. This person's telling me a story. <laughs> um, so maybe something like that or like House of, uh, what is it called? House of Leaves? Oh, yeah. House of, yeah. Something like that, that like, you know, the whole point of the book is going back and forth through footnotes and checking things, then going back and revealing text, like mm -hmm. things that require the tactile nature of the book. I think you can make a good spooky movie with the skeleton of House of Leaves, but I don't think you'd get the same impact. That absolutely makes sense. I feel like, based off of your first one, that's one of the reasons that series of unfortunate events movie was just so yeah. like, weird and not good. Um, so, I also have another question, which is, what Star Wars character would you never want them to make a Disney Plus series about? <laughs> what Star Wars character would I never want them to make a Disney Plus series yeah. about? Where you're like, oh, I can't believe Disney's doing this. <laughs> You know what? We don't, we don't need a Princess Leia series. We don't need, like, mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, I think not because I don't, I, it's actually because I really like Princess Leia. And I would, I would say this about, like, we don't need a what was going on with Luke series. And we don't need a what was going on with Han series. I feel like, you know, there's a point when you go to the same character so much that they lose all mystery. Yeah. So I would say, I'm retconning my statement and saying any of the original characters, I don't want a new show on. I don't want a C-3PO show. I don't want an R2-D2 show because we know them so well mm -hmm. that we don't, that there's better things to expand on. Like what I like about Andor is it's, yeah, we saw, you know, Cassian before in a movie, but all of these characters are very new. Everything mm -hmm. that's happening is new. The whole corporation thing is very new. Mm -hmm. And so it feels rather than, like, it still hits fan service, but it feels like rather than being like, oh, I remember that. He's mentioning <laughs> something that's going to happen later. Yeah. You know, um, it feels much more fresh to me. I, I very much agree. Um, for the R2 and 3PO series, there was the, are you familiar with droids at all? Oh, I'm familiar with it. I I yeah, I have art from it. I have cell art from it. Oh, it's so good. I was like, we also already have that. I remember a couple of years ago when Disney first bought Star Wars someone james earl jones was doing a play in australia and they're like hey do you think you'd ever want to do more movies about darth vader and he goes the last three that just came out were about darth vader <laughs> like yeah. we don't need more of that <laughs> uh, and so finally i have one mm -hmm. last question for you so yeah. hit me why is austin powers so sexy what about him confidence he's confidence. just confident in himself and british i feel like <laughs> confident and british uh, i mean that scene at the end of love actually where the british guy just goes to a bar in america and like eight women try to like have sex with him is 1000 percent true uh, um yeah i think i think he's confident and he's british 
And you know what? People just go for it. He's his own man. That's We all aspire to that, I feel yeah. like. All right. Are you ready for a random word? Hit me. Withdrawal. Withdrawal is the word. Now, I have okay. a couple places where my mind goes right away, okay. but if yep. you want to start off, let me know. No, you start off. Go ahead. Okay. So I feel like it's a double whammy. It's about mm. a bank teller okay. who also is going to a methadone clinic. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 And she has to steal from the bank to, oh. you know, to pay for a habit. But, you know, then she goes into rehab and, you know. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Uh, so, okay. Do we... So the, I would assume, like, the first chunk, the first act is, like... Yeah seeing her like making the choice like to yeah to start stealing yeah we see that she's a banker she's probably good at her job mm-hmm. um you know well liked but she has a problem on the side we see that getting worse there's some sort of i don't know insane inciting incident that puts her in a hole somehow you know like she i don't know usually drug dealers seem to mess something up at the drug transaction point <laughs> That seems to be a really tough part of the drug deal when you're like when you're doing like briefcases of cocaine is it seems like at the deal point people decide they're changing their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, something like that. And I, I think like we start to see her her downward slide. OK. OK. So there's some sort of inside incident. And then she I feel like she has enough money. Yeah. And then I think the way I've seen some drug deals go down is you put money in a mailbox and then yeah. they put the pills in the mailbox or whatever it is. Yeah. And I feel like she puts the money in the mailbox and then someone else takes the money. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause the they see what's just like, all right. Yeah. Sweet. A bonus, you know, like <laughs> no worries. Um, and then of course the drug dealer's like, where's my money? And he's like, I don't have it. And then that's what incites her to go, okay, I need to start yeah. stealing from my job. Yeah. And so, Can, yeah feel like that heightens the stakes of like it's life or death that she does this now yeah and you know she starts skimming off the top a little bit at a time then mm-hmm. she starts to actually enjoy it she gets a little deeper into the hole she mm-hmm. breaks bad a bit as they say mm-hmm. and you know starts to steal more until something happens <laughs> <laughs> i feel like okay maybe this the she starts working with these drug dealers and they also do petty theft. You know, it's yeah. kind of like a little bit of an organized crime, not a full organized crime. And then since she knows the layout of the bank so well and she hasn't gotten caught, they go, okay, you worked there. You're a person to get us in. We're going to rob yeah. your bank. That makes sense. And, or I think a better twist would be, we need your help. You're good at this. And yeah. then they pull out the blueprints and she's like, this is my bank. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's in this moral quandary of like, do I tell my boss? Yeah. Or do I get this money? <laughs> so what do you think she does? She probably makes the wrong decisions. More interesting. <laughs> she she gets she gets the money. <laughs> she, gets she goes money. she goes for the money. Maybe she changes her mind while the robbery is happening or mm-hmm. the heist. The heist. But I think she uh she 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 goes for it. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, I gotta do it. I like that. We gotta do it. And then I think you're right. She has a change of the heart in the middle of it. And yeah. because of that, they're about to break into the vault, and she accidentally shoots somebody. Yeah. yeah. And and then all of a sudden, from there, they turn on her, obviously. So because now she has to kill all these people, <laughs> and she's yeah. way in over her head. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, a trail of blood. Just a trail, just a trail of, blood. of blood. And she's freaking out. 
how does she get out of it? What do you think? Um, how does she get out of it? Mm-hmm. She's stuck in a bank. She's stuck in a bank. She's in the vault. She's killed the other heist members, I'm guessing. At least two of them out of like probably five. At least two of them out of probably yeah. five. I, uh, you know what? I shoot. I think she would shoot the other heist people mm-hmm. in like the legs so they couldn't mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. Run out to the wheelman, be like, it's gone south, drive. Yeah. You can explain to the wheelman later. And get out of there, police. And so the police and the police are like, oh, we we got to arrest these three. Like, leave, you know, like, uh, it's like, oh, shit. Sorry. It's okay. My alarm went off because uh, I had this set for three. <laughs> all good. All good. No worries at all. Um, so, uh, yeah. You know, I think, like, you leave them behind for the police to capture. Sort of like, you know, when you kick somebody in the back of the legs when zombies are coming. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. And then I feel like from then, like, this is, you know, act one and two. And then the twist is we start following the the investigators trying to ah. catch this person because obviously the they're like well none of the guns match the bullets that are in these two right. dead people <laughs> like let's think about right. this for a second and then the other three rat her out and now she's on the run mm-hmm. but does she i feel like she has to go back to work the next day though because no one yeah. recognized her so yeah. now there's this tension of like, as the police are investigating the whole time, she's like, well, I have to keep my job. Yeah. Yeah. She goes back to work. She she starts acting uh, almost too good, which, mm-hmm. you know, raises some suspicions, you know, because you try to overcorrect when you're caught doing something wrong or when you're worried you'll be caught doing something wrong. You, you can overcorrect to like too good. So mm-hmm. she does that, gets suspicious. Let's say one of the investigators, you can't really tell if he's onto her or not, but he's definitely spending a lot of time talking to her. And not in a romance way, like in a, you know, mm-hmm. like, d- does he think I'm a witness or does he think I did something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like a Willem Dafoe in American Psycho Exactly. Situation. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Um, and uh, she she messes up at some point, like some point, like, you know, says the wrong thing, like gives some information that she wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, I, I'm sorry that, you know, this is a terrible example. This would not be in the real movie, but it'd be like, um, sorry to hear, you know, Henry got hurt. And he's like, how do you know his name's Henry? Like yeah. something like that, you know? For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I like that. And then, so she slips up. Slips up. Gets caught. Yeah. Then does she get put in prison? Is that the end of the movie? Um, or what happens? I think maybe they have her like in exchange for immunity. They have her like run a sting on one more bank robbery or bank heist. Yes, it's that. It's like you either go to prison or you get us these guys. <laughs> the way cops talk, you know, when they're very vague. Um, I've I've only. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So she has to yeah. go. She has to form one last tie. She has to go back to the boss boss and go, okay, yeah. I got this other mark for you. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So, hmm. And I assume does that, that's got to go south too, right? It can't be I too. I think so. Yeah. It's got, does she, I feel like she and the boss boss are the ones in, again, in the vault. And he's like, I know what you did. Yeah. 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 I know what you did. I know what this is. And she's like, well, then why'd you do it? And she's, yeah. and he's like, I'm a gambler, you know? Yeah. Like, and so he, I think, shoots her in the leg and then runs off. Yeah. And then she's just left literally holding the bag. Yeah. 
Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where uh, we, we end it? Or is there an epilogue? I think there might be an epilogue uh, where something... I don't know what it would be off the top of my head, but there's some sort of ironic defeat of the of like the main boss guy. Mm-hmm. Not like I don't think it's that he's like arrested or they catch him on the beach or something, but there's some reason, you know, even if it's something she did, like if she like fucking slipped dye packs in there or something or put a bomb in the bag. <laughs> like something that at least like yeah, yeah. he would get away until he didn't. But I don't think it would be as straightforward as like, you know, the police go to his home. What about this? Okay. The whole first act, she's cleaning up the ATMs, and everyone keeps leaving their freaking receipts. Yeah. Like, all over. And so he opens up the bag, just receipts <laughs> for all these transactions. That's great. I love that. That's really great. And he's like, no! No! Uh, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, who do we want for our leading lady? Uh, leading lady, uh, oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. You know, uh, always go with, you know what? I'm going to go with Kate Berlant. It's time she got a starring role. It's time she had a starring role. (laughs) Great choice. She's so good in League of Their Own. She's so good all the time. I love that. She could also play like high strung and nervous very, very well. Yes. Yes. Um, I feel like. I think it would be fun to get someone like um, like a John Hamm to play the investigator, like someone yeah. who's like a little bit more of a heavy, you know, yeah. serious actor, um, but still as good. Is this a comedy or is this a just a heist movie? I think it's it's I think it's like uh, the remake of Italian Job, where it's a heist movie, but like comedy ish, not like mm-hmm. full on comedy, but like more light than dark. That makes sense. I, I agree. It kind of also reminded me of like like a Simple Plan or a Coen Brothers mm-hmm. movie, you know, one of yeah. the, where there are like jokes, but it's not the main part of it. Yeah, but, exactly. And I feel like John slides right into like he can be serious, but he can be funny as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like f- for the boss boss, it's got to be like a really fun, gregarious actor. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. You know, I... But who's also menacing? I almost feel like Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio is always great as a villain. Always yeah. good. Always good. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is good. Um, it's a very, very white movie, though, that we've cast. <laughs> Which is fine, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know what? You know what? We could we could sub out John Hamm with Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle has the same sort of ability to switch between yes. comedy. And he makes sense as an investigator, like someone who'd be like, really? Mm-hmm. But... Um, and he's like kind, he's being nice, but also, oh yes, that's perfect. Yeah. That's far better than my suggestion. No, it's not far better. Uh, I think John- it is about 25% better. <laughs> John Hamm could work as the villain though. He could work as the boss as well oh. because he's someone who's like super charming, but when he gets intense, he could get intense. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. And we make him like grow a beard or something. So, you know, it's like, Ooh, he's different this time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's mad. This ain't, <laughs> this ain't Fletch. He's angry. <laughs> I feel like um, we should also get like a really fun lady to play her boss. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the at the bank, I feel like. Yeah, uh, Julie Klausner. Who I'm not familiar with, Julie. Who? Uh, she was in Difficult People. I could not. It's a. It was a TV show, but she is. She's very good at being sort of like a little bit high strung, but also very smart. Good. 
you know, I could also see someone like a Kristen Wig type person, like someone who's easily thrown by something but wants to assume things are normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that too. I specifically like that with that sort of character that she could almost recognize Kate yeah. Berlant in that heist. Um, I feel like also there could be like a little thing with like Kate wears a specific kind of perfume and that's yeah. all. So like there's a like a lot of little things that can make her even more and more nervous. Yeah. Um, do you want do you want to get our boy Sam Raimi to direct it? <laughs> yeah, let's get Sam Raimi directed. Why not? Uh, Edgar Wright's already done a heist film. I guess Sam Raimi's sort of done a heist film, but you know what? Uh I think I think yeah, get get like a Sam Raimi or someone young who wants to break in. Yeah, for sure, an unknown, <laughs> an unknown. Get an unknown that we can pay less. But I would say this: here's yeah. the thing: if we do get Sam to do it, yeah, that means we could put Bruce Campbell in the boss role in the the king villain role. That's true, That's and that true. would be very fun. Yeah, because you would assume he's a moron, right? And then and he turns out to be very smart. Yeah. What do you think about that, or do you prefer the the Jonathan Ham? Listen, I don't mind if both of us if both of them want to send us tapes. <laughs> like I know that yeah. they're both offer only, but if they could send us like five minutes, it would really help us. Yeah, yeah, just to compare and contrast, you know. Right. For yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. Ah, I love it. What What's the title? Do you think is it just withdrawal? Uh, it, I mean, withdrawal by itself is a great title. Um, yeah, I think withdrawal actually actually because it, it it covers a lot of territory, but doesn't feel too cute. Yes. Okay. Great. So, are you ready for the lightning round? Okay. Unless yeah. you had anything else you wanted to add about withdrawal before we move on. Um, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was trying to think if I like had like music cue ideas, and I'm like, that's someone else's job. <laughs> sure, sure. I feel like a lot of like uh, rock and roll should be in the the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we could set it in like the early 2000s, and that'd be really fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the next uh, random word we have. So we both create a film based off of this random world. Um, I can go first. Okay. Crime. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this gal that works at a bank. No. Um, (laughs) Crime is about a, a depressed mime. So it's crime, crime mime. Um, And it's about... Someone who's trying to get get their way through Juilliard by performing mime in Central oh. Park, but it doesn't go very well, and they can't rely on their parents because not only are they lower income, but also their father has cancer, and so Jeez. it's all just like a lot. Yeah, and that's cry mime. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see, crime for me would be, uh, it would be a let's say there's like uh there's like a older teenager who's in a pretty rough gang and his younger brother wants to join but the older teenager doesn't want him to but he also doesn't want to lie to his brother so he sends him on like a weird wild goose chase to try to like have him go through like sort of almost a a safe version of training day to convince him to not do it but it goes off the rails and suddenly becomes like a real crime spree oh that's so good you know try to like i'm gonna get you out of this like you shouldn't be in this life but if you want to do it and then he like almost tries like you know to like the way you set up a scavenger hunt to propose to somebody and it just goes off the rails and then he the actual gang member has to find a way to stop this from snowballing oh that's so good oh i love it i love a movie where things get out of hand yeah yeah love it the best truly 
survey. This is about a small mining town in West Virginia and about how there's the one last company store. Mm-hmm. And it's about union workers trying to dismantle the company store. And it's surveying more than one. Number one, they're surveying a new piece of land to make a new mine. The first mm-hmm. one without a company store. But yeah. also, they're taking surveys to make sure who wants to join the union, who doesn't. It's very tense. It's very fraught. I think you get someone like uh, Chris Pine to play the lead where he's doing his nice southern accent yeah. you know that he can do. And it's uh, an uplifting story at the end. That's what I think. Um, all right. Let's see. Survey. I could foresee... Let's say there's a character and he's it's a horror film and he's always very like he's one of those people that's like will yell at a waiter when he sends like just send food back will you know fucking scream at uh, mm-hmm. customer service you know if they won't return something he'll be like let me speak very let me speak to the manager and so he does like a customer service call and the person helps him and the person's like hey can you like stay for the survey and he's like all right but he like fucking intentionally bombs the survey just because he's an asshole like even though the person helped him and it somehow spirals into that person gets fired and decides to vow revenge on this guy yes so because of that little thing this guy's like i'm gonna take your fucking life apart (laughs) because you took mine apart oh that's so good Ugh. new from bloom house survey (laughs) um don't want that one. Ex- I love petty revenge. I love petty. Like, I love, like, mm-hmm. revenge for the smallest slight. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's also very good. Um, Sorry. No worries. Uh, so the next one is Extent. 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 And I think it's about um, someone who works at a sporting goods store. Yep, makes sense. Yep. And I think that they... It's a, it's a romantic comedy. They fall in love with one of their coworkers, and they start pitching a tent, tent at night and like doing sleepovers. And it's like a small town. Um, yeah. They're doing sleepovers at the Cabela's or whatever. And they fall in love. But eventually, of course, they get caught. And they're like, well, you number one, you can't stay overnight. You know, yeah. number two, yeah. also, you have to report any sort of relationships. And so they get um, transferred. One of them gets transferred. And from there, it becomes like a sort of long distance Elizabeth Town sort of situation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then they finally meet up again, and it's just not what it was. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the way of it. That is the way of it. It's the way of things. Um, mine, I think, would be, uh, like a thriller about like, you know, let's say you know four college students who get lost in like you know they go on a ski trip they get lost in the snow they like have one tent that only fits two of them so they have to like build shelter and because the tent only fits two of them that causes like giant fights between them people end up dead sort of like a revenant type situation (laughs) but in the modern day okay i like that i like that a lot consumption okay consumption um I think mine is about tuberculosis. Ah, I was going to go there. All right, okay, you take no, it. You, no, 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 go, no, go, no, go, no, go, no, go. no, no, no. I wasn't even fully on that. I actually, okay, I think it's this. Um, it is about TB, but it's a sequel to Osmosis Jones. <laughs> yeah. 
and it follows the the virus instead of the white blood cells and it's yeah. like uh it's like a for the first half of it it's just like kind of this animated show about oh we need a new place to live we're going hungry we're starving and then you slowly realize that it's a deadly virus that's going to kill a person <laughs> <laughs> i i like that i like that yeah, it's a biblical um, epic let's see uh i th- okay uh Consumption is a period piece uh, drama about a woman who fakes having consumption to sort of like get sympathy and rob people. So, but like lots of like, like her handkerchief is already stained with red, but she'll Mm -hmm. like cough into it and be like, it's nothing. And it's like, you see, but it's her just running a con on it. Maybe until she gets TV for real. Oh, oh, very Moliere sort of situation. Ugh, that's very good. Um, I'm not the one that just came up with which was we can, we can, we I don't think either that. of us are prepared. <laughs> we can just move on from that. Nope, no nope, pass. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do one more, and it is comfort. Comfort. Okay. Comfort. I think this is about a a southern couple that move up to Wisconsin and they start their own comfort oh, like food it. restaurant and slowly, you know, they have to overcome people being because these two Southern they're both black and they have to overcome the adversity of being in like Baldwin, Wisconsin. And everyone's like, we've never seen a black person before, let alone yeah. spoken to one. And it's kind of like, you know, it's uplifting, but also yeah. challenging, I would say. And it like they show up, they no one wants their store. And then, of course, like someone who's popular in the town goes to eat there and they're like, oh, this is actually really good food. It's like, yeah, we don't use lard. We use butter. Yeah. And that's the main thing, you know, or whatever it is. And then it it goes off gangbusters. But of course, then at some point, someone who's racist burns down their place. And then the town has to band together and make like a new that. restaurant. And they, you know, live happily ish after like ever that. after i like that um Thanks. for me comfort uh let's say that there's a you know three generation uh mom and pop type furniture store and uh an, an ikea analog opens in the same town and like all of their business instantly disappears and they sort of uh let's say the family makes a plan to sabotage the the giant big box furniture store which for legal purposes would not be an ikea um but let's say like they they sort of plan to sabotage it and let's say it's another they get in too deep type thing you know like it's it's they try to find Mm -hmm. a way to get their business back and do even worse because of it (laughs) i like that a lot i like the idea of committing arson yeah. And then, like, since they're across the street, like, the wind just blows wrong, and then their <laughs> shit's on fire. And then, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, did we put an insurance policy down? Oh, no. No. No, we did not. Oh, no. No, we did not. Bad. Boo. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Ugh. All right. Well, that's that. Do you have anything, any final thoughts about movies that you'd like to share? Any recommendations or things that you want people to know that you're up to that listen to this particular podcast? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, sure. If you want to find me online, I'm at Mike Drucker, M-I-K-E-D-R-U-C-K-E-R. I'm also on Instagram at Mike Drucker is dead because Mike Drucker was taken already. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> as far as movies go, uh, you know what? Watch Mystery Men. It is worth it. It is actually a good film uh, that holds up and has a weird Dane Cook cameo, which... You know, what movies do these days? It does. It does have a Dane Very quick. It's a very quick Dane Cook cameo, the, but he's in it. The best kind. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to say thank you very much for doing the show. I'm going to plug my stuff. You know, uh, this is available on Substack early. I also do humorous film reviews on Substack. If you want to check that out, go to tristanmiller.substack.com. And I want to thank you very much again, Mike. This has been delightful. Also, thank you for those of you who aren't watching and just listening. Mike has a very smart pair of glasses on. Well done. Ah, thank you so much. I try. I try. I try to wear my podcast glasses. <laughs> Pa-glasses, if you will. Pa-glasses. Pa-glasses. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you.